Okay, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh, I don't know why we do that, but I guess Matthew uses it and it works. <laughs> it makes sense to me. It's a nice little cadence. Speaking of Matthew, you're not him. I'm not Matthew. Got a new face tonight. Exciting. I'm not Becca. eight foot nine feet, you know? Like <laughs> eight foot nine feet, I know. That's how it feels. It's true. Work. It's true. Becca is uh standing in tonight for Matthew. And on my little uh my little prep sheet, I called this the Beckisode. Cause <laughs> I don't know what number episode we're on. I, I have no idea. I feel like it's been a month since Matthew and I recorded together, and we recorded two episodes that night, so I don't know. So this is, you know, 170-something, a.k.a. the Beckisode. I really love that, because it makes me feel like I'm a special holiday episode or something. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yes. You are. Okay, so we're going to play a little game first Yep. called Where's Matthew? And I would like to task Matthew with adding some theme music to this game because we're going to try and figure out where he is. Why is he Why is he slacking on his FSBT duties? <laughs> it's like he has other stuff in his life. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay. I say uh, Matthew spent all his stimulus money buying CCM magazines on eBay and he cannot be bothered to record an episode until he reads them all. From cover to cover. <laughs> Matthew's actually making a zine out of those magazines. Like, just <laughs> compilating them all to make his own CCM master magazine. Just one giant... Okay, did your parents have those JCPenney catalogs growing up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That were like... The, like, thick... That's yes, he's doing that. Yeah. He's making a giant CCM magazine, like, three inches thick. I love it. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Uh, what do you think, Becca? Where's uh, Matthew? Matthew is actually currently at a homeschool educators uh, conference. He's buying up all the Saxon math books that he can possibly get his hands on. <laughs> he should come to my house. We have quite a few. <laughs> do they all have angry notes in them? Like, I won't do this problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how you know it's a Saxon math book. <laughs> Oh, I say that uh, Matthew's in bed recovering from his most recent fight with a black bear. <laughs> <laughs> Such a deep Which cut. he definitely won. Yeah. I have to throw that in. He definitely won, but he still does have to recover. Yeah. I mean, he's only one person against a bear. Right. I mean, he's definitely like one and a half people, probably, when you think about it. <laughs> but <laughs> still. Uh, where's Matthew? Matthew accidentally became a Chick-fil-A employee and is actually stuck taking orders to the drive-thru at the moment. <laughs> oh, saying, my pleasure. <laughs> he's got Man, the that visor. Chick-fil-A drive-thru. That Chick-fil-A drive-thru is something else. I'm ready to give them the keys to the kingdom. Like, let them run America. <laughs> We're gonna be okay. <laughs> Assuming it's not the Chick-fil-A is not in a horrible spot with like a horrible parking situation, they can really keep those cars moving. It's crazy. My Chick-fil-A is near a traffic circle, so it's 
none of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ours is in the busiest plaza on the side of town, and it's in this most tiny spot, so... Oh, well. Sacrifice for the things you love, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think Matthew might be driving across the entire southeast, passing out chick tracks at every Taco Bell <laughs> that he goes to. And he's saying, have a Baja blessed day. <laughs> have a Baja blessed day. Uh, it's it's interesting because I got reports that Matthew's actually flying out to Spokane and visiting Gonzaga. Uh, <laughs> so it's interesting. Is that where that place is? <laughs> we know. I don't know. I do know that it's a basketball team. Or it's actually a college that has, has a, bas- a basketball yeah, team. Yeah, there you go. Got it. I gotta keep these things straight. Okay, well, uh, Matthew also might be busy finishing his screenplay for the faith-based erotic movie based on the Song of Solomon <laughs> that he desperately wants to see <laughs> Who are the leads of that movie, though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> one of them has to be Justin Bieber. I don't actually know if Justin Bieber's never been in one of Matthew's faith-based movies. He's always in there. He's the star of the the faith-based movie imaginary uh, kingdom we have. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Matthew, he actually, I think he got caught up uh, with the youth group boys arguing about Leakin's presidency. Um, (laughs) So we might actually never see him again. I think that, uh, uh, I don't want to hear that argument. I think I actually have heard that argument. <laughs> I think it's been well documented on this podcast. I think it, I think it has. And in my DMs been. with Matthew and Casey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for carrying that burden. Somebody has to. <laughs> Well, where I really hope Matthew is is at Beth Moore's house, begging her to hurry up and end her Twitter break. <sighs> yes, <laughs> come back, Beth. We need Beth, you. Beth, we need you. <laughs> as the as the folks on Twitter say, Auntie Beth, we need you. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, well, I don't know. I heard that. Um, Matthews in um, undercover top secret mission in the SBC deep state. Uh, <laughs> he's currently, you know, helping with a potluck, but it's all it's all deep cover. So not sure. <laughs> deep cover and deep pride, <laughs> just the way God intended. <laughs> well, Matthew, wherever you are, I hope that you will uh, come back and join us soon. Yeah. We still have to do our tiebreaker. Uh, wow, 2000, I guess. Because we are now tied at 2 to 2. I mean, I'm assuming he won. Last I looked, he was k- killing it. The 1999. So, <laughs> I don't think I I would have had that much of a. <laughs> yeah, I know that would be the reaction I would get. But I was re-listening to that album, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a great song. Uh, yeah. And then I got <laughs> really offended. 
that neither of you placed uh, yeah. Christian Ska on the list. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, when you do your podcast on season music, so you can feature all the sky you want. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, he did. He beat me sixty-four percent to thirty-six percent. But let me tell you, Wow, two thousand is chock full. I'm gonna look it up real quick, just is, so I can. Is that the one I with can, you or the devil? prepare everyone i think so here we go gravity by delirious hello Mm -hmm. question mark or Uh, no question mark delirious question mark okay (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see what else love liberty disco or i mean consume me dc (gasps) talk a little more jennifer knapp yeah i mean i don't this also is the first WoW album with a Switchfoot song. <gasps> New way to be human. There's oh, just, there's man. a lot. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough one. So that'll be our next, our next uh, showdown, tie-breaking, and then we'll probably put the WoW game to rest for a little while. <laughs> Do you know how long it goes? Like, what year it stopped? Oh, it kept going. But WoW 2000 is the last year they use that, like, graphic for their CD cover. Then is there really WoW after that? Exactly. I I am in total agreement with you. (laughs) Okay, so uh, one more housekeeping thing is that Laura from Canada has a new website, and she's been putting her artwork on twitter and um it's just wow so beautiful but she's also a makeup artist and so she has a new website that's just for all her things all all of her many talents uh so the website is laurasmithbeauty.ca so and then the way yeah because she's in (laughs) canada (laughs) so laura is the l-a-u-r-a spelling not the like L O R whatever. So Laura Smith Beauty dot C A. <laughs> Some people spell Laura L O R A, but she's she's the <laughs> okay. okay. Becca's doing it in sign language, which somehow helped her brain process what I just said. <laughs> the the point being that Laura has the most beautiful art. It's it's so pretty. Every time I see it on Twitter, I'm like. <gasps> It's I'm really so nice. Yeah. It's beautiful. So you can go look at her artwork and buy her artwork and look at her other things that she does. So, yeah, we wanted to to promote that. Yeah, our we eyebrow, love her. And our she eyebrow is like, queen, yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. I am definitely not the eyebrow queen of the fun, sexy Bible time universe. There can only be one. So there's. <laughs> it's not worth trying to compete with. <laughs> Uh, okay um before we move on to girl talk which is the main feature of this episode becca what have you been listening to well casey um i should say what are you listening to i don't want to like mess up the vibe of this segment that matthew created oh yeah (laughs) heaven heavens forbid 
Um, I've been, I'm so glad you asked because I still don't know how to pronounce this name, but I've, I've been listening to a lot of Leon Bridges. That's the name I can pronounce. Um, okay. and he's an artist. He's based off of, out of, um, Fort Worth, Texas. And he's really great. Uh, he's got the voice of an angel. Uh, okay. and then he, look him up. yeah, he has, he's sang with this other band that's from Austin and it's Krugman. Uh, <laughs> what was that <laughs> it's spelled k-h-r-u-a-n-g-b-i-n and it's um it's a thai word for airplane or flight i can't remember something in the sky okay but they're like okay really good and they collaborated with leon bridges for texas sun which is one of his singles uh, and they're really Texas just like sun. really easy listening. Um, their older albums are a lot more instrumental than like oh. voice based, but their newer albums have more melody and actual vocals on it. Nice. Couldn't couldn't tell you how to pronounce their name though. So good luck okay. everyone. Well, at least you spelled it, so people can look it up. Yeah, just good. Yeah. So I've been listening. I... <laughs> I, I told you you were going to do this, and then I was like, oh, what have I been listening to? I don't even know. I listened to a lot of Sarah Groves to prepare for the first question of Girl Talk, which is, surprises no one who's listened to more than one episode <laughs> of Fun Sexy Bible Time. But Churches has a new single. Yeah. And it's called He Said, She Said, and it is a banger. It's It's so good. It's all about how men send mixed messages, and it makes us crazy. Um, it's great. I love it. And then also, why not? I've been listening to an audiobook. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't normally share about my audiobook, uh, audiobooks, but I'm listening to The Very Good Gospel by Elisa Sharon Harper. Hmm. And I looked at Goodreads and it's like a 240 page book, which you could probably read in like four hours. This is a nine hour recording because Lisa reads it herself and she just brings it like she gives a thousand percent to this narration. It's incredible. So if you if you have that book on your list to read, I would definitely recommend the audiobook because it's she just she does such a good job with it. So. That's so cool. I love when authors read their own books. Me too. Because then too. you kind of know what it's like when they read it in their own head or when they're writing it in their own head. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yes. That definitely comes through with, with Lisa. <laughs> I also listened to the second half of um, Reading While Black, which is Esau Macaulay's book uh-huh. about um, scripture interpretation uh, and... Uh, he read so he reads it and he did it's the same thing you can kind of hear what they wanted to emphasize which wouldn't necessarily necessarily come through in print yeah so that's fun okay it's time for girl talk I, this is where Matthew puts in the theme music <laughs> which I'm probably messing up <laughs> you can't mess it up it's your segment Casey this is super fun because we have three, I have three girl talk questions and one of them is from you. <laughs> so I get to like have a girl talk talk with a person who wanted to girl talk. <laughs> it's so fun. It's like layers of girl talk. It's like inception it's so girl talk. Good. It's so good. Okay. 
So the first one came from Susie. She says, hi, Casey, this is Susie. Literally no reason to know who I am, except I sent you a card one time. Okay, Susie... Susie sent me a watercolor little card with one of my favorites, um, a lyric from one of my favorite Sarah Grove song on it, and it's sitting on my dresser. So yes, Susie, I know who you are, and I have your card prominently displayed in my bedroom. So oh my gosh, if this is the Susie, I think I, I think I know it is. She's the coolest. Okay, and if it's not, she's probably still super cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She says, anyway, my question was about Sarah Groves' discography. Does she have any songs about heaven? I've been trying to listen to all her stuff. She has a lot. Praise the Lord. So who knows how long it'll take me? Plus, I really love heaven songs. Mm -hmm. If she doesn't, (laughs) your top three songs for being sad. Ooh. And now that I'm seeing that, I'm not. I think she meant. I think she meant my top three Sarah Grove songs for being, for being sad. sad. Those. That's what I gave her. Yeah. I didn't go all through <laughs> every <laughs> single artist I listened to. So I have to tell you, when I read this, like we've made it clear that when you send an email to fsbtkc at gmail dot com, bingo <laughs> for girl talk. Uh, I'm the only one who sees the inbox, but. This is not, like, a personal thing. So I screenshot this and sent this to Matthew and said, um, you couldn't get rid of me as a friend if you tried, because he's literally giving me a platform to talk about Sarah Grove songs, <laughs> and people are asking me for advice about Sarah Grove songs. Positive reinforcement. Is, <laughs> it's just, like, it's my calling, I feel. I feel it's my calling. I was like, is this real life? Am I really getting this question? <laughs> okay. So, on Sarah Groves' album, Conversations, which is from, like, 2001, maybe, this Conversations was my first, like, introduction to Sarah Groves. It's her second album, but it was my first one that I got into. And it also had her one radio hit on it, which was The Word. Oh, okay. Which most people have probably heard, yeah, if you listen to Christian radio around that time. So she has a song on the album called What Do I Know? And it's about her talking to an 88-year-old woman mm-hmm. who's scared of dying. And she kind of like talking about what do I know about that? And it's it's not necessarily like a theologically correct song, <laughs> but it's not meant to be. She Because she talks about like the process for earning your wings, which we know we don't get to be angels when we die, unfortunately. <laughs> Okay, Casey. <laughs> um, but it's it's a great it's a great yeah. song. It's really Aww. nice. Um, and then on the same album, she has a song called "Going Home," and it's just wow, it's beautiful. I hadn't listened to that song in a really long time, and it's a good one. It's just about like feeling that longing that you're like this. What we experience here on Earth is, like, not what we... Like, how we experience the Earth is not what we were created for. Like, that, like, I can't wait to be home. So, it's great. So, okay, she has another song that I don't think is about heaven, but it makes me think about heaven. 
and it's called My Dream. And she, so Sarah Groves has an amazing relationship with her grandparents and she has like, her family has like a really long legacy of faith. It's super inspiring. And um, this dream that she wrote this song about is a dream that her grandfather described to Mm -hmm. her. And, and this was a couple years before he died. He's passed away since, um, but, and it's just about, it's just, it's amazing. You have to, everybody has to go listen to it. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. (laughs) Just go listen to it. It's from her floodplain album. And it just describes like, um, how he, like how he feels in his old age. And I, I credit Sarah Groves with changing the way that I think about elderly people. Mm. Because of her, the way she's talked about her grandparents and the way, like, the things that she shared about things they've said. Like, I'll never forget, like, she talked about her grandfather sitting in a mall and, you know, like, feeling invisible. And people not realizing, like, I'm the same person I was when I was 20 and young and everybody thought that every, like, I was relevant. But, like, when you're older... People don't see you as the same person, you know? So. This is like <laughs> trying to make me cry right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But it totally just kind of flipped something in my brain with how I thought about um, elderly uh-huh. people. Just. That's so. so cool. Anyways. So those songs, I would say, would be her closest to being about heaven. And then she made it like I wasn't going to answer both parts of the question, which I definitely am. (laughs) Top three songs for being sad. (laughs) Top three Sarah Gross songs for being sad. Um, Okay. So uh, there's a song on her album Fireflies and Songs called From This One Place. And um, she's, she's been really honest about like all of a sudden she started having like anxiety and panic attacks and it was very much a is this gonna like is this the end of my career yeah. right because if you're about to go out on stage and you're like all of a sudden can't function then that's kind of like okay what am I gonna do so this song from this one place it's just like I don't I don't know what's ahead of me but I'm going to trust that uh that God does Mm -hmm. and um, he can see what I can't. So, and this, this Fireflies and Songs album came out um, right after I had my second child, which was hands down, like one of the hardest times of my life. And so this song in particular is special to Mm me. Okay. Another great feeling sad song. (laughs) I love that she asked for this. Just my nine-year-old daughter has a Spotify playlist on my Spotify called Sad Songs, so I want to know what's on that playlist (laughs) at some point. (laughs) Okay, I'll have to find it. Um, Floodplain is one of Sarah Groves' albums, and the song on the album called Floodplain is a wonderful um, song about people who struggle and... um, just what it's like when people are like why don't you just stop struggling (laughs) but you can't yeah 
Um, so, and then the last one uh, is called The Long Defeat. And I think, I didn't write down what album that's from. I think it's from the album... I'm gonna look it up because it's yeah. gonna bug me. I think uh, I think Floodplain. I think I listened to that album growing up, and didn't know who Sarah Groves was at that time because that sounds very very familiar. Okay. Um. So the Long Defeat is from an album called "Tell Me What You Know," and the Long Defeat I think is a Tolkien term. Um, that she's kind of. <laughs> My, my homeschool gl- glands are sweating right now because I don't actually know the answer <laughs> to that question. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get attacked. It's just like the first line says, I have joined the, the long defeat that falling set in motion and all my strength and energy or raindrops in the mm. ocean or something like that. And just it's just about like kind of giving up not giving up giving up but giving up on your own efforts Mm -hmm. but then also like asking god for to show us a way that we can't see so Mm. i don't know if those necessarily fit into like feeling sad but i equate sadness with like feeling overwhelmed with wherever you are yeah so and if you'd like to be lifted from sadness (laughs) There's a song on um, the most recent Christmas album, which is called, uh, crap, I can't remember anything <laughs> right okay. now. The song is the song is called Let Our Gladness Have hmm. No End, and it's an old hymn, and it's a Christmas, it's an old Christmas hymn, and it's just beautiful and so simple, and I put it on in the car by myself and seeing the third part... <laughs> that's not there because it's just Mm. it's beautiful just this like yes this is this is what we're waiting for so the christmas album is called joy of every longing heart that's a good name wow i feel like i have a whole there's your answer Susie. hey and maybe we could get some song clips (gasps) in in here make it real fancy spice it up (laughs) okay so my next question is anonymous. Uh, the person asked to be anonymous. Here's what she says. I'm super opinionated. I am fine and comfortable with that part of me. How do I stop needing to share that opinion in every situation? How do I stop being like, well, but I think I feel like I come off as completely unaccepting of other opinions because maybe deep down I am. Ugh. <laughs> maybe this is just a sanctification thing. So I got to say 100% relate to this question, 100,000%. <laughs> so I'm really, I like that she says she's comfortable mm. being opinionated because God did give us a brain. And yeah, I mean, this person did ask to be anonymous, but I gave away that it's a female. And or is it? I think that, <laughs> I think that men don't ever think about this. Like... I'm really opinionated and, you know, <laughs> maybe I, they yeah, do. I would say the majority. I don't, I, I don't think that's the norm, right? Like, yeah. Right. So, um, but, so I want to say, yes, God gave you a brain. Being opinionated is 
it'd be like be yeah. comfortable with that like I you agree. are that's great I think the always needing to share is like maybe a sanctification slash personal growth thing um, because I do feel like I don't feel that as often I definitely still feel that um, but maybe just not like in every situation where I feel like I disagree with mm-hmm. this where I need to like jump in and it might be a sanctification thing. It might be like I'm getting older and more tired of conflict. So that's not really about sanctification. That's just me being older and tireder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I want to say like my first thing, not my first thing, I've said other things, but do you have someone that you can share Mm -hmm. all your opinions with without judgment? Um, so of course for me, that person's Danny. He gets all of my most raw, like, (laughs) just the worst of the worst opinion sharing, but just someone who Mm -hmm. will listen and not feel like they have to convince you that you're wrong or even have to affirm that you're right, but just to be like, Mm -hmm. you're heard in this. Um, because I think sometimes it could, uh, come down to just like, I want to articulate how I feel about this subject and I want someone to hear me. Um, So I definitely think that you can share your opinions without coming across as unaccepting. So even in disagreement and also like question, why do I feel like I'm coming across as unaccepting? Do, Do I believe that people have to have the same opinions about things? Yeah. You know, in order for there to be harmony, right? right? Um, because that's not true. We can totally be at odds in what we're thinking, but not necessarily be at odds, like, on a heart level, right? Yeah. So here's some questions, because you said, you said, talking to the writer of the question, um, Mm -hmm. you said, maybe I am. So really question, like, are you unaccepting? Mm. Like, you're saying maybe I am. So ask yourself, am I actually unaccepting of other people's opinions? And I think that's something I had to evaluate, because in some cases, yes, a thousand percent. I was like, I'm right, you're wrong, and that's the end of the story. (laughs) And then maybe could this be some sort of defense mechanism? Mm. Um, Are you okay to be wrong, to be proved wrong, to appear uninformed? Uh, (laughs) Do you feel unsafe when you don't feel like you know the answer to something? This is like a big thing for me. Um, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know the the right opinion or the correct answer or be the most informed. And I feel threatened when I'm not the most informed in a conversation, Mm. which is just, that's an insecurity thing. Like that I feel like I have to have the right answer um, or to know a lot about, like knowing a lot about a subject feels safe for me. Yep. Um, So just like, as you think through the, the, I don't, I don't, I don't really like have an answer of like, how do I stop this? <laughs> That's, <laughs> but I will say like, practice pausing. Mm-hmm. So before you jump into disagreeing with someone to just, you're already, so it's like, 
she's already conscious of this um, tendency. Mm-hmm. So since you're conscious of it, you can practice pausing and be like, is this something that needs to be said? Is this something I can share with someone else later? Right. Um do I have the bandwidth for a conflict right now? You know, stuff like that. And I will say that, like, some things need to be said always, and some opinions are unacceptable and should be exposed as such. And I think that we don't have to lay out what those are, but you'll know when they come up. When you're like, actually, no, <laughs> that's not an acceptable <laughs> opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyways. I think that's very wise, Casey. I, I think if I were to, like, the one thing, I think this is advice more to myself, but I, I'm not a contentious, or I don't like conflict. I avoid it. Right. Um, but I often feel this need to bring something to a conversation. I think maybe to provide, like, I think I'm going to have some great insight. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lot of the time. But the question I try to ask myself is, why do I feel the need to say this? Is mm-hmm. this going to be something that's going to be helpful? Or do I want to say it because it's going to make me sound like I'm smart? Um, mm-hmm. And that's, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily the person. You're reading my mail. Because <laughs> it's interesting. I feel the same where, like, I have to provide an answer and I have to seem mm-hmm. knowledgeable in a subject even if I know it, nothing about it. Um, so I need to practice it more. But it has it has helped me being like, okay, you're really eager to talk, but, like, why? And mm-hmm. does this really need to be added to the conversation? Can somebody else say it or is somebody else currently saying it and you're not listening? Mm. I, I need to get better at that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we all, we definitely all have things in the ways that we interact that there's room for growth. So it's like, this is her thing. And then somebody else is probably like, I have all these opinions and I never speak up for myself, Mm. you know? So, yeah, I definitely... I think, too, like, for me personally, I don't want to make all this about me, but just growing up, like, being told that you're super smart, and then you get out into the world and realize there are so many people that are so much smarter on so many other subjects, and it's truly humbling, and that's what I think helped me, just like, okay, like, you need to, you know, go be knocked down a few (laughs) pegs and just realize that, you know, you can be totally opinionated and that's totally fine, but also maybe you don't know (laughs) the right answer or the full answer to every subject. So that's just me personally. I'm not projecting that onto the question asker. Yeah. But, okay. Our last question comes from... (laughs) Famous fun sexy Bible time listener and guest <laughs> host Becca. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna read your question that you sent. Do you remember uh, what it was? I know what it's about, but I could not read I could not rephrase it right now. Okay. Uh, 
here we are at long last. Is there one practice or habit that you think would be beneficial for women in their mid to late 20s, me, to start or keep practicing? I'm reading a book about habits and it's very overwhelming at times to realize how many poor habits I have. I'm trying to instill better ones into my routine while still giving myself grace to realize I'm not perfect. P.S. to Matthew, which now I have to answer... (laughs) Isn't it crazy that Teddy Roosevelt basically kept the sport of American football alive? How different would college sports be today if he hadn't? I think about this a lot. Sorry, Casey. Well, it's forgiven. Thanks. And I just want to say this country would be a better place without football. And college sports would have found their way. And, you know, maybe they would be you know, just focusing on sports that weren't violent and injuring people Mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Matthew's going to edit that answer out. Redacted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to, I, I love this question. I want to talk about the book you're reading, if that's okay. So what are you reading? I'm reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. Because I'm a part okay. of a book, stu- a, a book study, a book club. A bi- I was thinking Bible study. I was like, no, but this is work. Um, I'm in a book club through work. Okay. Yeah. You're okay. So it's through work. It's not through church. No. Okay. Because this book in particular is definitely very popular. Well, in church circles that I've been a part oh, of. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> Here's my thing. Why <laughs> did you feel like you had bad habits before you read this yes. book? Okay. So you yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because, I mean, I perceive you, I don't know about, like, day-to-day habits, but, like, you live on your own. Mm-hmm. You have a full-time job. You, I'm assuming you pay your rent on time. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. buy your own groceries. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're doing great. (laughs) So there's obviously, like, maybe some things here and there that you want to change. Yeah. Um, Do you feel comfortable sharing any of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, so one thing I'm really bad, or, no, okay, let me me rephrase to be more positive. I am very inconsistent in my morning routines, um, and I'm, I'm definitely a big believer in like kind of the mantra that goes with routines. So like understanding that that can kind of set the tone for your day. So I have certain habits that I always do every morning. Like I always make coffee and that kind of centers me. Um, But I don't always wake up at the same time. I don't always read my Bible in the morning. And I am a, I am Mm -hmm. the, the half of the population that likes to read it in the morning and not at night. Uh, And that's just a personal thing. I respect whenever you read the Bible is cool. <laughs> it's not a perfect <laughs> time to read it. But I, I really hate that I'm not consistent with my with my morning routine. Um, and, I, and I will say, like, to kind of piggyback off of what I think you were alluding to, when I started to listen and read the book, because I'm listening on audiobook, but also reading it, um, I was, like, overwhelmed by all the judgment. I think it's a very – it's an easy book to feel very judged towards – Um, and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, I'm an awful person and I have to fix everything Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that was partially my own criticism reading into it. So I don't want to say that 
that mm-hmm. the author has that intention. Um, so that's why I asked the question. Cause it's like, where's the balance between like, no, these are things that are really having a negative impact on my life, but mm-hmm. also like knowing that like, I'm not going to habit stack everything or like do everything perfectly or have like precision over everything. You're definitely yeah. not. You're definitely not going to do everything perfectly. Uh, Unfortunately, <laughs> I've been trying. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, how's that working out it's, for it's you? so good. <laughs> but do, I don't know. Does that make more, more sense as far as the clarity? Yeah. 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 So here's my thing about habits books, and there are so mm-hmm. many. I really do feel like obviously having good habits is a good thing. Like, we're not going to argue with that. But I do feel like there's an element of um, this mindset that if we can just figure out a better way to do our days, Mm. we're going to have, like, it's things are going to be easier for us. And there's just a limit to that. There's a limit to what we can yeah. control just by having good practices and habits. So, yeah. I think it's super admirable that you want to, whatever your desire is, like to have a step, like I don't wake up at the same time every day either, but I don't, that doesn't even occur to me that that's a bad habit. That's just my right. life. It's just something that, whatever, that's... You know, if I can stay in bed later one day, I am 100% going to do that. And so, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll so take as many as I can get. Beneficial habits and practices. You asked for one, which why would I give you one? <laughs> I'm going to give you a bunch and you can take mm. what you want and throw out the rest, which is okay. one of my practices, which is that as you move through, these are the, I wouldn't say these are habits. I would say these are practices. Because I don't feel, I, just, I mean, when I think about habits, I think of like, no shower mm-hmm. every day. No, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Wear dentist. Wear deodorant, brush your teeth, brush and floss. Do you floss? That is a good habit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't have to. Me neither. Okay. Uh, mm. Figure out what works for you. This is a practice, a big picture. A lot of these are big picture. Figure out what works for you. Throw out what doesn't, okay, and throw out what doesn't, and don't try to reinvent the wheel. So as you're moving through life, like, like you're saying, like, what you're, even what you were saying about reading the Bible in the morning, like, that works for you. That's what you prefer, um, but obviously, it might not work for other people, and that's fine. So I think that there's mm-hmm. just, like, everybody has an idea about how to do things. And especially with social media, we get exposed to all those things. And because we would like to lessen the burden of life on our shoulders that we feel just by existing, it's like, what can I do that will make life easier? Yeah. And definitely like try some of those things, but then if it doesn't work, then just be like, that doesn't work for me. And that's fine. And also take advantage of the fact that so many people have great ideas. Like, don't try to come up with well, what's the best way for me <laughs> to get in or for me to do the specific thing that I want to do every day. Like, 
copy somebody else. <laughs> They've probably figured it out already. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. our grannies had to figure everything out either by looking at their mom or their aunt, and that was it. That's all they had. <laughs> okay, so here's my thing that kind of goes with the book you're reading, which is to consider the source. This goes with any book or any exposure to things, and this is such a good practice, and I'm not I'm not abdicating cynicism. It might sound like it, but I'm mm-hmm. not. So lots of people have wonderful ideas, but their realities are not our realities. So I am not going to read a book. This is me personally. I want you to read your book and get a lot of it. This is me personally. I'm not going to read a book on habits by a rich white man who has a totally different reality than me as a mom of four. I'm going to go to another mom and be like, tell me about your days and your life. And, you know, it's not to say that he wouldn't have good things for me, but just that like tendency Mm. to feel like to measure my life against his when there's really why would I do that? Like, I don't have the, I don't have the resources that he does. I don't (laughs) have the ease of whatever that he does by just whatever. So you know what I'm trying to say? (laughs) I hate saying whatever so many times when I don't have my thoughts fully formed. But so, but that goes for everything. That's not just a book. That's like a tweet Mm. that might get you riled up. It's like, consider the source. What What is this person trying to protect? What are they trying to promote? Where is this coming from? Um, I think that's been really good too with even people I'm close to. Obviously, you know the source, but just yeah. like taking a second and be like, okay, are they projecting? Is there pain under this? You know, stuff like that. Okay. This is a smaller picture. This is going to be my fun, su- fun, sexy Bible time legacy, which is talking about knowing your body and your cycle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it is, it's just, as far as like how you feel about how you're doing, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Because you could read a page in that Atomic Habits book on one day and be like, okay, this is great. And then you could read it on another day and be like, okay, I'm a failure and everything I do is a failure and I hate myself (laughs) and I never want to even try to change because why would I even do that? I'm the worst. Like literally that is me certain days of the month. Nothing I do is good enough. I -hmm. hate everybody. I hate everything. I'm going to assess every bad decision I've ever made in my life at three o'clock in the morning when I'm not sleeping. Like, (laughs) so an amazing practice is to know that and like come, it's it's like an out of mind, out of body experience. Like, this is how I'm feeling. These are my thoughts. And Mm -hmm. also I know the reason why, and I don't have to be ruled by them. I can just accept them for what they are and know that in a couple days, I'm going to feel better. And hopefully my kids don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that's a really good point because I think what my natural tendency to do, and this is probably for a lot of reasons, but is like 
it doesn't matter what day of the week or month it is. I have no excuse to act. Like, I don't have an excuse to think a certain Mm. way, which is denying reality. So it kind of, (laughs) Hannah's going to laugh if she hears me say this because she's in the house. But when I was young and I need to throw up, I would just tell myself I didn't need to throw up. Like, I could will myself to not. And I would still throw up, like, if I was sick. But I would, like... I would hold it off for, like, Mm -hmm. hours. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of the same practice with, like, thinking about your body and, like, where you are in the month because it's, like, no, nothing, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. I'm in control when it's rather, like, what you're saying makes way more sense where it's, like, no, I need to take this into account and say that, you know, how I'm feeling and thinking does not rule this. Or, like, it's just so different. Yeah, Yeah. instead of ignoring it. It's And it's not... It's not about using it as an excuse to get away right. with being horrible. It's about like acknowledging that there's something there's something else going on. This is yeah. not just it's not just what's at the surface. There's it, there's something else that I need to acknowledge. And when I acknowledge that, then I can just call the thing what it is mm. and maybe move on or be extra kind to myself or tell the people around me You know, like, I'm like, hey, this is where we're at. (laughs) You know? And Danny's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, babe, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just, yeah. So, okay. This is my last big picture, Pat. uh, What did you you call it? Habits or practices? Practice. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like this is going to speak to you, maybe. So, be able to answer the question... What makes me feel lo- most like myself? So I'm stealing this little phrase from Kendra Adachi, a.k.a. Yes. the Lazy Genius, mm-hmm. who was a guest on Fun Sexy Bible Time many oh, months yeah. ago before she got super duper famous. <laughs> she has like over 100,000 followers on Instagram now. Anyways, but she talks about like knowing what makes you feel most like yourself because it really is when you can identify those things and then when you're struggling, practice those things, mm. it grounds you and helps you move forward. So, but also those things are going to change throughout your life, right? So what made me feel most like myself when I was, how old are you, 27, 26? Yeah, yeah. Which one? I'm t- <laughs> yes, I'm 26. I'm, prepare- I'm mentally preparing to turn 27 in the summer. So I've just been okay, telling myself so you're I'm 27. Be 27. Mm-hmm. It's like, so the things, like that, the answer is going to change as mm-hmm. you change and grow, but like be able to answer it, which means like keep tabs on yourself. Like, how are you mm. changing and growing? What makes me feel most like myself in this season of my life? What, like, because when you are feeling out of sorts or even just, you know, having a bad day, if you can come back to that to ground yourself um, or to feel more grounded, not necessarily ground yourself, but to help you feel more grounded, mm. I think it's just, it's a great practice to have. And it's something to start now. And yeah, I think there's just this, there's this weird thread of Christianity that like wants you to not think about yourself or to admit that you think about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But we like, we have to take care of ourselves, right? We Mm -hmm. have to, we, we have to take care of ourselves. So, um, 
Yeah. Those are my big picture practices that I hope can be somewhat helpful for you. Those are super helpful for me. And the last point especially, it hits home with me a lot. Yeah, you're definitely on the money. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I'm so happy. And I think that, yeah, just don't, when you're reading this book, just like you, like, take it onto yourself that you are, like, there is no condemnation for you Mm. in the poor habits that you feel like you have. Like, acknowledge them, and if you want to change them, then work towards that. But yes, definitely all the grace along the way, and you're also just, you're not going to (laughs) arrive. You're not going to, you're not going to get settled into this amazing routine of having great habits. It's just, there's too many factors. There's too many things Mm. that happen and come up, and yeah, so... That's all. That's all I got. (laughs) I wanted to thank you for asking me such a personal question. I mean, I feel like it's personal. Oh, yeah. And entrusting me to speak to it. Of course. Um, Thank you for answering (laughs) it. I know that was kind of a... I didn't... When I wrote it, I was like, ah, this is whatever. And then when you're reading it, I was like, oh, this is kind of... (laughs) This kind of has a lot to it. (laughs) (laughs) You like, you ignored how heavy it was while you were typing it. And then you forgot about it after you hit send. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, you're in the internet now. (laughs) At FSBTKC? Yeah, so if you want to send a Girl Talk question, thank you so much, Becca. The email address is fsbtkc at gmail.com. I'm the only one who sees the emails. If you want to be anonymous with your questions, just say so. You can send fun, funny, light questions. You can send heavy questions. I am not an expert on anything, but I have opinions. So <laughs> That should be the tagline for Girl Talk. Not an expert on anything, but she has opinions. <laughs> Oh, I've I love girl talk. I love I love listening to it, and I'm always I, I usually listen on my commute, and I'm always like, yes, Casey, get it. <laughs> In the Thank car. you so much. Yeah. I have I like it about fifty percent of the time. I mean, mm. afterwards, like, and then I have like um imposter syndrome, and I'm like I have to ask Matthew if we should still do this segment. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, and he's really he's so kind. He's like. If you were the kind of person that was always comfortable and felt like you were doing a great job at this, then it wouldn't, it would come across badly. So, yeah. Whew, it's a lot. I mean, I don't think anyone, <laughs> any, any of the questions are going to like get to the, the, was it Breakout Bras? Is that the company? Breakoutbras.com. <laughs> Where's the sponsorship? Call me. 10% off your next order. <laughs> amazing oh goodness okay
Krugman? 